0: It's another minicast from Away with Words. I'm Martha Barnett. What's the one word that comes to mind when you hear the name J.D. Salinger? Masterpiece? Recluse? How about the F-word? I ask because we had a call recently from a listener named Mark. Mark is a journalism teacher in Indianapolis, and recently he'd read an article on a journalism blog called "What J.D. Salinger Taught Me About Literary Use of the F-Word." That article, in turn, prompted a conversation with a colleague about a couple of linguistic terms describing how the F word is sometimes used. Now, one of those terms is infix. The other is temesis. That's T-M-E-S-I-S, temesis. Both of them are pretty close in meaning. They have to do with splitting a word and sticking in at least one extra syllable. So instead of hi-ho, you say hi didly ho or fan tastic. Of course, you can also insert the F word in there, right? Now, Mark called because he and his colleague wanted to learn more about these linguistic terms and the differences between them. First, we asked Mark what examples he'd heard. Here's what he told us.
1: One was uh, the British use of bloody,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how they mm-hmm.
1: might say abso bloody lootly. Right. Uh, where we might say abso-effin-lutely. <laughs> right. Uh, another was, uh, oddly enough, a uh, character on The Simpsons, Ned Flanders, will say, like, diddly in the middle of a word. Like, Hi diddly ho or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. mm-hmm. yeah things like that. Okey diddly doki uh, so, Yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> Super <strong>, diddly dooper. But, <laughs> but uh, we, d- we didn't really come up with any actual words, just kind of goofy little uh, sounds almost that mm-hmm. uh, are used
2: that way. Well bloody, bloody is a word, but you're as you, you're right it 's not very American or, or North American even to do that
0: and so your question is what mark
2: well i was we were kind
1: of debating uh, you know actually what is an infix uh, whether when it 's used like that is an infix or a tomesis uh, and then are there other words so uh, there was kind of a debate uh, whether uh, an infix was actually the word used like that, or whether it was um, like adding, uh, adding an S to like mother-in-law to make it mothers-in-law. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's a there's a the difference between infixing and tamisus, and actually there's a third word, diacope, D-I-A-C-O-P-E. It's more old-fashioned. It's a Latin word, and it's more or less the same as timesis. The difference is so varied that I, I don't think that the experts even agree on it. If you can look in any number of books about linguistics and, and, and language and find that they tend to broadly define it so they, don't, so they don't get in trouble by over-defining and being too precise in their definition. But generally, infixing is about one word being inserted inside another word. Um, Tamesis is often about one word being inserted inside another compound word. So you, you, you might say a... Um, okay. What's a, what's a great example of that? Um, f- uh, f- first and prize. So first prize is kind of a compound. You insert right. effing in there, and you know, that's our euphemism for the F word. And then you've got a really good example of, of thamesis. But again, these definitions tend to be vague. They tend to be defined differently by different authorities. And in general, they're all about inserting some some sound, some, some word, or some syllable in a place that it didn't used to go or doesn't ordinarily belong.
0: Um, I see people do this um, just for fun, like with edumacation.
2: There we go. Yeah, that, actually, yeah, there are a number of examples of for, for that exact su- syllable, the ma sound being inserted in other words, and usually to indicate some kind of um, pretend uh, pretending to be ignorant is how how it goes. But the rest of them, it's really interesting. They're mostly about emphasis and mostly very slangy, so bloody and damn and and effing or frigging or freaking and so on and so forth. Interestingly enough, infixing is more common in other languages than it is in English. English doesn't use it very much at all.
1: Um, did you guys do a show on whole, a whole nother? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that was another example I, I thought of. I uh, heard people say a whole nother, mm-hmm. and whether yeah. whole mm-hmm. stuck in there would be another example of it.
2: Yeah, that one's a that one's a sticking. There's a sticking point with that is that some authorities believe that another is legitimately a word on its own, and so maybe it isn't actually any kind of infixing or me just happening. Right, there.
0: that's a whole other example. <laughs> yeah, right. so
2: um, so it's it's a dangerous one. But absolutely is absolutely is a great example of it. Or guarantee, I guarantee you is a great example of it as well. Really interesting stuff. You'll find that it's a it's a great marker of some of the best um, literature that uses American colloquial. speech. If you're reading really good writing and they're doing really good regional accents or regional dialect, then they tend to, they tend to use this properly because it's, um, it's characteristic of a, of a register of language that's really, it's very informal. But it's about, how shall I put this, constantly exaggerating or understating in order to make an effect. There's a, a kind of language that we Americans have in particular, Australians have in big doses as well, where we overstate and understate in order to make a point and And infixing goes right along with that.
0: So, Mark, does that help?
2: Uh that does.
0: Oh, We're abso. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Never mind. <laughs> we're glad you called. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much.
2: One of my favorite ones is from a 1979 article about the Super Bowl, and it's "Ala Dam Bamba." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Ala Dam Bamba.
0: <laughs> this is like five Slamma Jamma.
2: <laughs> Something Do you like that
0: basketball team. Five yeah, slam-a-jama? and there are
2: some that are kind of like on the fence, abso-posolutely.
0: Oh, I used to say that all the time. I thought I made it up. Oh, I hate when that happens. But hey, I do want to say one more thing about the word temesis. It comes from a Greek root that means to cut. And in fact, temesis is an etymological relative of all those otomy suffixes that have to do with cutting, like lobotomy. And it's related to the word anatomy, which comes from Greek words that literally mean all cut up. And here's something really great. You see this same cutting root in the word atom. Now, the prefix there... A means not, and because the ancient Greeks thought the unit known as an atom was not cuttable, they put those two words together. Atom means not cuttable. Of course, we've since found out, for better or for worse, that the ancient Greeks were wrong about that. Anyway, if you have a question or a comment about language, it'd be fan freaking to hear from you. You can email us at words at waywardradio.org or leave us a message on our anytime language line. That's 1 877 929 9673. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. For Away with Words, I'm Martha Barnett. Support for A Way With Words is provided by Mosey Pro Online Backup. Mosey Pro protects your business's data with simple, secure, and affordable backup solutions. Find out more at mosey.com words.